this is touching back to what we were talking about yesterday. I don't know if you were listening yesterday. Um, a woman rang in who is involved in stage construction and marquee hire. That's her business. And most of the business is done in the summer music festivals, and that's not happening. That doesn't look like it's happening. And she fears that she's going to lose her house because that's tied up with the business and there is no work for the foreseeable future. And then she said that the marquees that were being used for the America's Cup events and which her company had put a bid in to do the work for that, wasn't it? They weren't going to get it because the syndicates were bringing their own marquees over with them, <clears throat> which I thought was a crying shame. And then one of the men from the syndicates rang in and said, look, we're, we've lost money too. We have to make cost savings. The sponsorship money hasn't come through in the way it was promised because of we all know why. And he said, if we've got a marquee and a huge great container that we're bringing over all the gear and why would we not put a marquee in with it? I thought we should, you know, if you've got money, you should be spending it to try and keep businesses and companies afloat. Other people disagreed and felt the market should prevail. And it's kinder in a way to let them sink now rather than sort of eke out an existence only to eventually splutter and fail further down the track. But I wanted to get some expert advice on this, so I'm joined by Senior Economist at Infometrics, Brad Olson. Brad, good morning. Good morning. What do you do if you've got a job in this post-COVID age and you see that a small business is floundering, should we be spending, doing the Keynesian thing, or should we let it fail? Well, I think it really depends on, on where you and your business are. There's, there's no one-size-fits-all approach to this. We have seen, certainly in the last few weeks, a number of businesses reporting some pretty healthy profits. Now, that's good for their employees. They seem to have a, a pretty secure job. And you would expect as well that those businesses should still be happy enough to keep spending out there in the market. But of course, there are others, and we've heard about many of them also in recent weeks, who are doing it incredibly tough. And we are seeing that play out on much more of an industry-by-industry basis. Those in in more of a tourism-based area are likely to see this pandemic continue to reverberate for years. I I don't think we're going to have the tourism sector bounce back to what it was normally, you know, nearly 4 million visitors a year with all those other bits and pieces as soon as we reopen borders. So there are some industries and some sectors who are likely to be facing a much uh, more pronounced and long-term hit. So for some of them, I think we do need to be realistic that we are going to see job losses and we're going to see business closures. But that doesn't have to be across the board. So where businesses and where individuals do have enough money, you do wonder you know, if, if there's a bit more support that can go around. And we did see that during the likes of Level 3 and Level 2. People were and still are buying local. So where you can, it would make sense to support your local economy. Um, but from at the, at the same time, we've got to remember that all businesses are you know, making, wanting to make sure that they can continue to operate. They are operating with less money flowing around the economy. So with less to go around, people are going to make cuts, and that is fundamentally what's happening across New Zealand at the moment. You've got a business like the the lady who rang in who's, you know, there will be a time when we're going to need to hire stages and sets and marquees, hopefully, but probably not for two or three years. How do you sustain a business for that time? 
Look, it's incredibly difficult. And I think the other big change with this crisis that we haven't seen in other crises is that the uncertainty that remains is huge. I mean, we say it could be two or three years. We really have no idea. It could be two years, it could be five, it could be ten for for some areas. And so that, I think, is where the difficulty comes in from a planning point of view. Now, the wage subsidy sort of brought us a bit of breathing room. So, you know, most companies were able to get that. I think 75% of firms in New Zealand got it. With that now gone, businesses are standing on their own two feet and trying to evaluate what is coming next. And I think talking to businesses, they do see that the outlook remains pretty cloudy, that the storm clouds are sort of still hovering around. And so they are trying to limit their exposure. So I think we are going to see that more businesses are going to close. For some, again, particularly in the likes of tourism, uh, retail and hospitality, we are going to see a condensing of some businesses. At the end of next year, there will not be as many firms as there was at the start of this year. Uh, that, that is realistic because there's just simply less activity going. Now, for the short term, and I, I say that sort of the next three to six months, there are some businesses who are going to be doing it tough and you expect will continue to operate and emerge possibly in a slightly smaller frame. But there are going to be a number of businesses too who the writing is on the wall that we cannot protect everything because quite simply, Kerry, the economy is not the same size as it previously was. So we have to accept, and it's not a nice way to go about it, but we do have to accept that some businesses will close because there is simply not that activity at the moment. And without that certainty of when it will come back, people are not going to be willing to let things drag on all that much longer. It's just heartbreaking when you... Because on paper that looks fine, you know, you see the statistics and you think, crikey, that's a lot. And then you hear the people and you hear the pain in their voices when they know that they're going to have to fold their business and that seven staff they've had since the day they opened are going to be gone and they've got mortgages to pay and bills to pay. Oh, it's absolutely devastating. And you're right, you hear from those those businesses and you hear those real stories and they are heartbreaking. We know that for the last over the last few weeks we've had over 70,000 New Zealanders since the start of Level 4 who have gone on to some sort of government support. You know, those are, again, real people at the end of the day, um, not just numbers on a spreadsheet. But I think what we also need to realise is that we can't keep propping up how the old economy worked if this new economy is just simply not going to work the same way. And so instead, I think... What we do need to look at more is how we can help some of those businesses whose outlooks might remain very, very uncertain to change their way of operation. So if you are, you know, we're previously offering marquees to big events, what other sorts of options could you look at? You know, are there some ways that the government can try to assist you in, into another way? And, and look, without trying to make up policy ideas on the fly, that sort of investment in changing how businesses work rather than just subsidising them to keep Mm. doing their old operations, Mm. that's going to be important to get us through and help reshape where we move as a country moving forward. Well, somebody sent a text in to yesterday talking about the travel industry saying it's like video stores, you know, having to succumb to streaming. If we can't fly and we can't travel, then what purpose travel agencies? Well, and that's the thing, that the economic structure of the country is changing. It's what economists refer to as economic scarring when we have these massive disruptions. Essentially, what we're seeing at the moment and for the next few years is the demise of video stores, but sort of on, a, on an entire country scale. There are whole yeah. industries, whole sectors which are changing. And so instead of seeing them sort of change one by one, and uh, it's a bit more of a sort of a slow wave, these ones are hitting back to back in massive volume and massive scale 
And that is going to mean that the, the effect, the pain, uh, you know, all of those stories we're hearing from businesses will be compounded and we will see them for years to come. But unless we continue to support businesses to adjust their operations, you know, I, I think we've got to be realistic that not all businesses will survive. But if we can provide a bit more support to allow those adjustments to take place, we can smooth the ride as much as possible. It will be painful, but the end result will hopefully be less painful than if we just leave everything be uh, and, and let the economy try and collapse in on itself. Brad, thank you so much for your insight. I do appreciate it. Brad Olson, Infometrics Senior Economist, News Talk ZB 17 to 12.